0: Shot A little fadeaway baseline A little jumper, fadeaway baby. Yeah, last night as well, Greeley uh just won another thing because that's what Greeley does. Greeley wins all the things. And one of the men who was there was Michael Hoffer, who has seen Greeley win all the things recently. You can find Michael at the forecaster and the net or on Twitter at foreesports. Welcome back, Michael.
1: Welcome back to you good to hear from you
0: yes well welcome back you know if you're gonna if you're gonna start closing things down you know you got to come back and you know you got to start start batting down the hatches and things so you know that's I hear uh, you. that's yeah. how it goes that's how it goes it's time to transition and do new things what is going on with Greeley like what's in the water over there like they just win all the stuff
1: well you know it's funny they they're actually having a lackluster winter compared to last year when they when they won both track titles as well um so if anything they're they're lagging a little bit behind first world uh, problems i just of course um i just uh, you know we we know how amazing the basketball programs have been here the last couple of years and boys hockey i mean they feel like they should have won it last year they were up two nothing early in the state game against old town orno let that lead slip away and then they lost in double ot and ever since that game 52 weeks ago they've been, They've been pining away and, and anxious for another chance to avenge that loss, and they're finally going to get it this coming Saturday when those teams square off again. But based on what I saw last night when Greeley just, you know, they flipped that switch, and it was unbelievable. It was 2 nothing Cape after one period, and uh, the next thing you know, literally the blink of an eye, Greeley's up 5-3 after two, and then they tack on four more in the third, and just to... Just an unstoppable force of nature right now. And it's hard to imagine that uh, Old Town Orno and I they are the defending champs, so kudos to them on that. I just don't see how they're gonna slow really down on Saturday.
0: Talking with Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster and the Forecaster.net. You get some takeaways from the uh, from the high school basketball tournament now that we're kind of, you know, a few days away from it and now we can kinda we can kind of process things without the smell of French fries and uh, and chicken fingers and pizza in our in our nostrils.
1: Oh, I thought that was just my colleagues on Press Row that smelled like that. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One one of my takeaways would be that my feet have finally warmed up from from being down on the floor on top of the ice. It was was cold in that building throughout. It would be nice if they turn up the heat a little bit. I know down on the floor you're right over the ice, so it's going to be cold. But it it was very chilly in the Civic Center this year. So hopefully that's food for thought for next year. You know, it's always a fun tournament. It's always a madcap week and a half, two weeks. You know, so many games, uh, they kind of blend into each other after a while. But, you know, anyone that was on hand last Saturday for that Caribou Cape game would never forget the atmosphere in that building and just how, you know, the whole, not only just Caribou, I feel like the whole county was down here for that game. And uh, really, it was special. And, you know, you had the bands, the MDI band, which was, was so highly touted and lived up to billing. And, you know, of course, and the Caribou Cape game, just, you know, terrific drama even though there weren't a lot of baskets made in the overtimes. You know, every possession was so critical. Uh, you know, Cape took the lead, and then, uh, or, I'm sorry, Caribou took the lead, and then Cape actually had the shot to win it. They had a chance to do the reverse Mike Thurston, if you will. Uh, Tanner Carpenter had that great look up top. I really thought Cape was going to win it, and the shot was just short. So Caribou, first time in 50 years. The last time they won was a couple times before, a couple months before man walked on the moon, and uh, obviously a lot's happened in the last 50 years, but, uh, very excited. They were very excited to win that championship, and they had a big get-together the following day up at the school, and I can only imagine what that party was like.
2: Michael, I told uh, somebody the other day, I, I happened to be there at the Auditorium when they oh, when, really? okay. when Thurston hit that shot. Yeah, I was yeah. In,
1: I was in the house. Well, but we almost had it replicated because right at the end of regulation, it wasn't from half court, but the caribou kill, He was a good 30 to 35 feet out, and that ball was right on target just at the back rim, and, you know, how amazing would that have been, the symmetry of that drawing, you know, had they won another one on, you know, another miraculous shot, but no, Thurston's shot continues to to stand alone, and, you know, he's still getting interview requests out of it, you know, he and Susan Collins had a (laughs) a halftime spot on the broadcast, and, you know, that's something that that he's going to, it'll be the first line of his obituary, I'm sure.
0: So, I would like to ask you, Michael. You you've lived in that you've lived in that community now. What almost twenty years, something like that?
1: Oh, I, I've been down here twenty five. years Twenty five years.
0: Twenty five. Okay. So when we see the um, we and we there there's always complaints, you know, about locations and games and things of that nature. When we see the atmosphere that Caribou had. The other night, and the atmosphere that they bring down, and I don't know if you ever get a chance. I know you're probably on the road a lot, but if you ever get a chance to watch some of the games that, that come up from a rustic County and stuff like that, now I know there's a lot less things going on up there, but the but the the desire and the passion that those communities have up there for for high school sports, what can we do down here to get that down here? Because I feel like if that permeated the state, I really think we could be onto something special.
1: Yeah, I think well, so much of it is just, you. I mean, you said it. There's not as much going on. Uh, you know, these, these teams are really embedded into the fabric of the community. And when you have, you know, historical success and a long quest for a championship, and, you know, I think the interest kind of writes itself. And, you know, it, it's so important to these people, not just the players and the coaches and the school, but, you know, the whole communities. And, you know, there's so many other things going on down here. I mean, we'll have some communities that really, really get into it. You know, Greater Gloucester always has a huge amount of fans when they're playing in a regional or a state final. Uh, you know, that's certainly a community that does, does very well. And, and there are certainly others that support their teams a lot. But, you know, at a lot of these schools, that basketball is just one of many sports in the winter, not to mention during the course of the year. And, you know, not to mention there's so many other things that people can spend their time and money on, you know, during the winter months and around the year. So I just I don't think we'll ever see anything in Cumberland County. You know, like you see in Arista County, and, and maybe that's a good thing. I mean, it's kind of cool that you have that, that kind of place still where you have, uh, you know, it's almost romanticized and it's almost like you can step back into the past and experience what something you might see in the movies, something you might see out of Hoosiers, you know. You, that, that's the closest you're going to get around here to that kind of a setting. And you need to see how much it means to those people, and, and that's why, you know, I know even a lot of the people were upset after losing that game, but, you know, to a man, Everyone I talked to said, but we're really happy for Caribou. We can see how much this meant to them and to that community. And I think, you know, all of sports, if you love sports, you love those kinds of stories. And we just it, just, it just doesn't happen down here. It can't happen down here. It's just not the same.
2: Michael, I, I've said, I haven't been to the new uh, cross-insurance uh, building in Bangor, but I certainly was to the old Bangor auditorium. Right. And it was that week, that way for the entire week. Every right. year, it didn't make, a, make any difference who the teams were. Every right. year felt just like, like what you felt with Caribou.
1: Yeah, and it was like a vacation destination for people from all over the state. <laughs> they'll they literally book that week, you know, spend the spend the week in Bangor, go into a million games. And you know, I haven't been to the new building either, other than to the, the basketball main basketball hall of fame. I haven't actually seen a game there yet. But you know, I did a few state games back in the old building. And, you know, you can just a, a place like that just oozes history. Not just from the famous big, you know, big school games over the years, but from the smallest Class B schools and, you know, games that would take place between schools that people down here have never even heard of, but meant so much to everyone uh, up there. And you know, it's just it's it's kind of cool that, that there's that much history there. And I'm guessing it's not quite the same now with the new building, but I know that you know, people still love it just as much and get just as excited and involved as they ever have.
2: It's been kind of fascinating. And he was gone. Aaron Morse, uh, one of our announcers who filled in for Maddie, as you know, um, isn't from. He's from Seattle, so he's <laughs> he doesn't have any idea. And he was saying now, uh, like he'd look at it, and I said, "That's Naraguagas He he didn't he, not only didn't not know where they were, he didn't know how to pronounce them either. So well, I, I mean,
1: no, I, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat from away. You know, the first time I heard that, you know, Matt Knock Cook and schools like you know, there's so many schools you can mispronounce and misspell, <clears throat> but. uh uh, you know that's just part of the learning process.
2: There are some little, small, dicky towns that uh, yeah. you can't believe how good their little basketball team is. I mean, look at look at Forest Hills. Thirty seven boys in the school.
1: Sure. Right, right. And that, and and then the other thing I love about you know the northern part of the state as opposed to the south. You know, you almost always have the bands. You just there's just more passion, uh, yeah. more school pride. And, th- and that's not to say that the schools down here don't have it. It's just not the same. I mean, if you have a class of three, 400 people, you know, in, a, in each class as opposed to 10 or 20, uh, you know, you're just not going to have the same interest because there's so many other things that people are doing.
0: Talking with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net. I mean, if I could give you a magic wand to do reclassification, <laughs> Michael, how would you do it?
1: for basketball for basketball
0: football? basketball specifically football's a whole no. other discussion but basketball oh, right yeah. now to me is the one that's freshest on my mind because I'm telling you a and b a and b probably the most maybe c really need to be examined in yeah, my I, mind
1: I I don't know why I don't I don't I never saw the urgency to go to five classes honestly I and certainly the way it's affected that the biggest of the schools, I, I don't think it's been good for the double-A school. It's probably hasn't been good for a lot of things, but, you know, focusing more on that because I spend more time around those teams than anyone else. You know, the fact that everyone makes the tournament is foolish to me. Yeah, um, you know, other than the Deering-Portland game with a great atmosphere over Deering and the buzzer beater, the fact that the quarterfinals are on the home court of the higher seed instead of at a neutral site, it just doesn't feel like a tournament. Um, I you know, I'd love to see it the clock go back you know a few years to when it was just the four classes i'd love to see the clock go back to when the biggest class had their tournament separate yes stretched out the tournament a couple weeks instead of cramming everything into one week and you know i'm speaking selfishly because i have to cover so many games now uh but it would be nice to kind of be able to sit back and take in a few of the smaller classes and then you know go focus full more on the big class but i imagine that six probably failed as well uh, you know I'm glad it's not a decision that I have to make. Um, you know I, I think it's probably in better shape than football is because you know there's so many other factors with football, it's not just the size of the school. Um, you know generally, I think you know you can more or less keep the population of the school parameters to kind of judge where the basketball team should be uh, but no I, I mean there's certainly issues and causes for concern and and I don't know exactly what the best answer is, but I do think, you know, basketball's in better shape and that was what I've been hoping.
0: Talk with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and TheForecaster.net. dot net. Um oh go ahead. You got a we, question. Michael we're, we're getting the sense that
2: uh maybe not this year but fairly soon that Portland Deering football might actually be a reality.
1: Yeah and that Portland Deering combining schools together isn't that far out of the realm of possibility either. Uh, You know, for the time being the football programs are going to remain separate and there's certainly been talk about joining them together and and there is some optimism, you know, talking to the Portland Athletic Director recently, you know, he said we've got a lot of young kids coming in uh, so, you know, even though Deering has a lot of kids returning and Portland doesn't it sounds like Portland, you know, they'll be okay for next year and, you know, I guess the concern right now is most of the middle schoolers are going to Portland so they kind of they're, they're trying to get it back to where it's more of an even distribution because the rising tides will fall boats in that regard. You, want, you don't want every kid going to Portland or every kid going to Daring. You really want to be able to, uh, to have a pipeline for both. And obviously some kids will go to Chevers, too, or decide not to play football or whatever. So, you know, getting a middle school program going again is, is paramount. You know, they're talking about maybe a flag football program coming up. And, you know, anything to get kids involved in football, and hopefully that trickles up, eventually the high school, we have enough numbers to sustain it. But, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall here in this city where, uh, you know, the population is declining and it, there's a very good chance to save costs. They're going to combine the schools maybe in, I don't know, five, ten years. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that does happen. You know, if they take one of the existing high schools and make that the high school and then take one of the others and make it a middle school, and, you know, who knows? And I know for the old-time portland Deering people, you know, they cringe at the thought of, uh, you know, being... Combined with their fiercest rival, but I think it's just a reality. And, you know, unless something drastic changes here in the next few years, that's probably what's going to happen.
2: We said if you told me even 10 years ago that Waterville, oh, yeah. Winslow, or Orono, Old Town would be combined for sure. teams, I would have said, You're crazy. What are you talking right. about? Jay Livermore.
0: <laughs> Jay Livermore. Don't I mean, even get me started on Jay yeah. Livermore like that one. And that, one happened, that was the one, like, when that happened, I'm just like, that's it. Anybody can combine now.
1: Anything's possible. No, you're right. You're right. And, and the, you know, there are, I think, when you take the emotion out of it here in the city, I think people realize the benefits of it probably outweigh the negatives. And that, uh, you know, what I, in my experience, once these kind of things are talked about openly, they're probably further along than people might think. And, you know, unless there's going to be people standing up and saying this shouldn't happen for this very good reason, you know, unless that happens, I, I think that's the direction it's probably going to head.
0: You know, it, by the way, um, your recommendation on the St. Dom's hockey story from Nathan Fournier was gold, by the way. That should <laughs> yeah. have been in The Athletic. That was, a, that was crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's a great—I mean, it, it's amazing that something like that can slip through the cracks for all these years. But, you know, pretty cool for people that don't know St. Dom's. Uh, you know, they've won a ton of championships, but there was one that, that wasn't recognized even by them. They kind of slipped through the cracks their first year in 1946. And yeah, Nate Fournier did a nice story in the Sun Journal on, on how that was discovered and now recognized. And, and since that was just recognized, and St. Don's has a chance to win another one on Saturday, they, they can actually add two. Uh, to their already overstuffed trophy case here in the matter, matter of a couple of days if they can beat Biddeford on Saturday.
0: Boy, Biddeford had, a, had, to, uh, had to fight off a plucky Portland Deering squad. Speaking of Portland Deering, I think I'd be remiss if we didn't mention how well their hockey team played in, in a run to the regional final.
1: Right, and, and it's so typical of this season, because I know we had talked all year how Class A South boys hockey was wide open, and yeah, Biddeford did wind up winning the, winning the regional title as the two seed, but it wasn't easy, and it wasn't a surprise to see a team like Portland Deering who was ranked fifth make a run of the regional title and have a real shot at, at you know getting to the state game. That's just how it was down here. I still think the best team in this region might have been Falmouth. They just couldn't get in the playoffs. I think if they had, they might have gone on a run. They played a very tough schedule and they didn't win enough games to get in, but they played everyone they played within a goal or overtime and uh, you know, I, I know there are a lot of coaches who are happy when Falmouth missed out on the playoffs. It was just a really kind of weird year down here in Class A South. Uh, but yeah, a nice run by Portland Deering and you know, South Portland, their co op team with free Portland Linkly. Had one of their best years ever, so some really cool stories. But you know, I think at the end of the day, Greeley kind of stands alone to me. I know they did lose in the regular season to St. Dom's and Lewiston, but I just from what I saw last night, I think they're the best team in the state, and I would say they're the best team in the state regardless of class.
0: Talk with Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and TheForecaster.net. Are you all right? I mean, Dwayne Allen got released. I mean, that literally took <laughs> over my newsfeed for three days, so I just wanted to make sure you were okay with that move.
1: Well, if that's the most difficult the transaction we have to deal with this off season, you know, sign me up. He's not—he's not the tight end I was worried about. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, man. I'll Tell you
1: what—it's—it's it's hard to find much fault right now. I'm still basking in the glow. Isn't it's, it's it? You know, you
0: and I haven't had a chance to talk really True. since that. Yeah, right. I mean, and we really haven't haven't shared that. I got to tell you, I was so—it warmed the cockles of my old heart, <laughs> my old black heart, if you will. <laughs> A dark and dreary one. Dark yes. and dreary, you know. Yeah, like it, it, it warmed it that they won it with old school defense, and yeah, it no, wasn't no, one of those figure. deals. And it wasn't because of a technicality that they were good on no. defense. No, they just, they literally kicked the Rams' ass. It was just no, great. And,
1: and honestly, it, it should have been a much more love fight. Oh, yeah. They go, they go down and score on that first <laughs> possession. Ray through the interception. You know, Gus doesn't necessarily feel good. They, this, this could have been one where. You know, the fireball was out well before the end of the game, but it didn't, you know, it it never works out that way for them in the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, thrilling, gratifying, you know, six was great. I'm I'm ready to move on to number seven. You know, I might as well be greedy and look for more. But, you know, March is usually the toughest month for Patriots fans because we always, you know, tend to lose some some special players. It's just the nature of the beast. There's a lot of free agents that will get mentioned in conjunction with the Patriots who wind up not coming here. So I would just suggest to everybody that, you know, Stay calm and carry on here in the month of March and know that things will be fine.
2: You'd you think it's we bad. would have learned this by now, right? Yeah.
1: We really, yeah, but but it, it, we it's can't. It's an emotional thing. Yeah. You know, it's a visceral reaction, and you get attached to certain players, and not everyone can come back, and not everyone should come back, and nine times out of ten, they make the right move, you know, when to move on from somebody or when to bring somebody on or not bring somebody on, so... You know, I think it's it's important to try to sit back and take it all in
0: instead of getting too worked up. And I know that's easier said than done. Look, the the jet, it, odds are the Jets are going to get Le'Veon Bell. Okay, yes. there's there's yes. no I, honestly, there's no doubt in my I, I've already chalked that up right now that Le'Veon Bell is going to be a New York Jet. Okay, and, I, and Brown's yes. going to Oakland. Brown's going yeah. to Oakland. He's either going to Oakland or the Redskins. They're the same franchise. They're just on they, different coasts. Yeah,
1: they get picked uh, exactly
0: and and I the way I look at that is, and that's fine. I mean, that's that's just how it's going to go. I would not be shocked if Beckham ended up on the forty ers I think that oh. is I think that i I think the uh, there was all sorts of talk yesterday that Beckham was going to go to the Browns, but personally, I think wow. the forty ers think that he could be, the, well, I mean if you look at their history, right? What were they always yeah. built around? Great yeah, their were, great their great teams yeah. were built around stud wide receivers. It went to Jerry Rice, it went to Terrell yeah. Owens, and right. they haven't really, you know, we've talked about the lack of quarterbacks of the 49ers, you know where you know that used to be quarterback you. I mean, even right. even before Montana, you know, Steve DeBerg played Okay, you know what I mean? He John wasn't Brody. terrible. Yeah. John, Brody was, John Brody, was, was, Brody
1: was a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. okay. You know, there's been some pretty good quarterbacks that through the, right. even after Steve Young left, Jeff Garcia came in and was a Pro Bowl quarterback oh, for a couple right. of years. Yeah. I mean, they that's won right. they won one of the most uh, memorable NFL playoff games of all time against the Giants in, 2000, oh, in, in 2003, when Jeremy yeah. Shockey dropped the pass in the end zone and basically oh, it effectively idea. ended his career yeah. in the national yeah. football, yeah, really. really as a as as kind of the, the next great tight end. Right. and uh, and we all learned at that point that if you hold an offensive lineman on a fake field goal attempt that it's legal it's okay. because it's not pass interference because he's not an eligible receiver
1: See? I think it was more mugging than a holding, but yeah. That yeah, that's but true. It was,
0: yeah, Salt just, battery. I, I, it, yeah. But it didn't, it was fine. It was legal, right? That was the well, first time it's... there was ever a technicality. I don't think they ever tried to change that rule, right? Like,
1: well, if it was the
0: Patriots, they would have. If been, it yeah. was oh, the Patriots, yeah. there already would have yeah. been legislation What's passed that? in Congress to get that done.
2: Hey, Michael, are you up on uh, what is the new rule that Kansas City wants for the overtime now that they've lost?
1: Well, I don't think they even suggested I think what they wanted is for both teams to get a chance, but I don't know if they've come up with an actual proposal. Oh, okay. I think it's more sour grapes that they didn't get their chance with the ball. But they would have, you know, they had three different third and tens where the defense couldn't get off the field. Yeah. And, you know, and I believe me, if it had been the other way around, I'm sure we would have been frustrated too. But, you know, the Patriots had to go out and win that game. It wasn't like they had to drive 20 yards and take a field goal, they had to convert three third and longs and go the length of the field and punch it in. And, and they did on the road, and uh,
0: pretty remarkable stuff. I'm already excited about next year, and I'll tell you why I'm excited about next year. One, Sony Michelle is going to have an entire off season oh, yeah. to actually like train and get ready for the year. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I expect I'm going to I'm going to go on record right now. I expect Trey Flowers to be back. I think Trey Flowers is going to go on a tour throughout the league, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to come back. And I think he's going to talk to the Patriots and he's gonna be like, "All right, these are the offers I got. What can you do? Can you be in the right. same ballpark? Can you be in the same zip yeah. code?" Yeah, because I he's so I think some guys just really really fit in. You know how they talk about, you know, the Lane Johnson of the world say oh, they don't have fun and blah blah blah. Well, you know what's weird? Some people just like to win. They don't so much yeah. and and they have fun when they win. No one in the world. Because if you've yeah. only got 5 to 10 years in this league, why do you want to be on a losing team? Like why do you want to be on a team that's done after 8 games but you made a lot of money? So that's cool, yeah. right? You that know what I mean? Sound like, like fun. Do you feel do you feel like you're I mean, do you feel fulfilled with your career if that happens? <laughs> I don't I say no. you know no,
1: I would definitely say no on
0: that. I you know I I've been doing radio now for 10 years. I don't feel fulfilled at all. I feel super annoyed that I haven't accomplished more and get other things done, but you know sometimes <laughs> when you go back and look at it, you're like if you look at some of the conditions on the ground, I could have made better decisions before I went into it. Hey, Michael, he's got you and I as friends. What the hell? That's yeah, I mean, a mean, that would come on. I, I was going
1: to say, sometimes you're better off just setting the bar low. That's, than, you know, and, that's, and you know
0: what? <laughs> the, 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 the further along in life I get, I just realize really, the secret to success is just being more functional than the person that was previous uh, before you. You know, b- yeah. b- just don't do anything crazy. Don't give anybody any good ideas or anything, because if they work, they'll take them as their own. Or if they if it's if it's too good, they'll basically say, no, we can't do that. OK, those are basically your two options. And then just just try to improve on what the last person did a little bit so that somebody else says, wow, you really you really got it together. Yeah. He's kind of a bright, sharp guy, you know,
1: very Hey, I've made a career out of that. Yeah, so. no, I
0: hear you. Yeah, I have, two, just right in multiple place, places. Right place, right time. Right, you know. yeah, exactly. Like I said, mine what, uh, mine has been in multiple places when that typically happens. But, yes, no, that's just that's how that goes. So Now, how long is the break here? I know we got some unified basketball and stuff like that, but what? how long is the break here? We don't ha- even have baseball or softball stuff until, you know, we've got the state championship for April, hockey this week, yeah, and that's April, it. April
1: 11th is the first countable date for spring sports. Essentially, there's a month. And and I will be enjoying that month. Also. Oh
2: yes. You could, are you taking a trip? you going out I to I
1: am. Actually, uh Bourbon Street and the fans of Fort Lauderdale Beach are beckoning. Uh, we're we're heading out on Tuesday. Right after the Western Main Conference basketball banquet on Monday night, Travis Lee and I always MC that. Uh so the next day, yeah, I'm gonna head out for about a week and, and catch up. That's gonna make all those uh five basketball tournament day games, you know, worthwhile. The, the two AM, three AM story postings worthwhile. Warm up your feet. So, at the end of the tunnel, and you know, I, I, I'm all for working hard and working a ton of hours, but I like to, to step back and relax and play hard too. So that, I think that's a good life balance. Yep. I kind of my philosophy. Like it.
0: I think that's the way to. I think that is the uh, the way to do it. The way to look at things yeah. in that scenario. So that's a good. That's a good way to do it. You know, that's a that's and a good a one. Have a
1: light at the end of the tunnel too. Something to look forward to. And, <laughs> yeah, you know right. and, and I still I still love what I do, and I'm in the middle of it. It's, it's great great fulfillment, and you know I love the games as, as much as I always have. But you know when it is time to step back, I, I can certainly make the most for that as well. And just think, it
0: won't be much longer before we're all sitting at St. Joe's praying that we can get connected to the Wi-Fi. You know? I mean... <laughs>
1: yeah, it'll be here before you
0: know it. It'll be here before you know it, and then we'll all be sitting there saying, why didn't we bring the sun block, and then why aren't we... Why are we sitting in this press box when we should be over on the other side, not in the sun? Yeah. Yep. It,
1: it, I can hear it now.
0: I can already, yeah. I can already see it, and then uh, we'll all, you know, we'll all go up to the concession stand, and we'll, you know, we'll get the burger, you know? The, the yeah. that, I, I will Who, say this, the St. the St. Joe's baseball place has the best food. Like oh, the, the catering, that is 100%. If you're planning on going to any playoff games for the Maine Principals yeah. Association coming up, oh. the baseball softball tournament that happens at St. Joe's, like yeah. they have the best selection and and oh, yeah, you actually won't kill yourself in all of it oh, if you okay. if you manage to yeah. do the right things you know what i mean it's yeah. not deep fried all of Gotta it got to
2: make two choices good choices
0: and but. i do and i do want to give the um, i do want to give the augusta civic center credit i thought they added yes. some nice healthy things yes. to the list this year i know a lot of people uh, got got thick on wraps this year so that's cool you know <laughs>
1: it's it's such a better venue i just i always like i i got to go with this three times so i was very happy
0: Yeah, he's
1: got got to spend a little time up there.
0: uh, He's—I really like it. I I really, uh, I really like it up there. I like being able to to slide in, slide out. Unless you're like me and you can slide in, slide out of Portland and not be bothered. So you know Uh, that would be. Yeah. That story will forever live in infamy, Michael. That will forever, (laughs) forever. Yeah. Three dollars and twenty-five cents. That was the cost of my day. It was glorious.
1: It was glorious. You were very fortunate.
0: I was. I I honestly, I should have bought a lottery ticket on the way home that night, but I didn't. Michael Hoffer from The Forecast, you can find him online at forecaster.net. Now, I assume the uh, next couple of weeks are probably like, what, athlete preview, uh, athlete reviews and uh, this yep, year athlete of the winter we'll, and stuff like that?
1: Yep, and then we'll move on to, uh, to spring previews in a couple of weeks. But you know, it'll go fast, and like I said, you know, weather permitting and uh, snow melting permitting, everything scheduled to get going here on April 11th. So that, that's not far off.
0: All right, Michael. Well, thank you very much. I'll let you uh, get back to it. You have fun covering the game on Saturday, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All
1: right, guys. Thanks for chatting with you. Thank Take you.
0: Care. That's Michael. Nah, Ho- that's Michael huh? Hopper from the forecaster in the forecast. just uh,
2: just uh, texted us and said they didn't burn as much popcorn in Augusta this year. You
0: know, they really didn't.
2: No. A little bit of uh, cotton candy, but not the not the popcorn.
0: I really, I mean, I could not believe the lack of burnt popcorn yeah. this year. I mean, I was, I was only there a handful times. I was probably there, out of the seven nights, I want to say four, maybe, maybe three. But usually, there was still the hint of it in the air, <laughs> leftover. Right, and I didn't, I didn't have that this time. I didn't, I didn't have it. So it's kind of a disappointment. Something that you, you know, it's kind of a routine. You can kind of what set your smell? You can What's kind of smell? set your watch by it. I mean, I still believe, honestly, and people talk about all the time how awful it is for people to microwave tuna. But to me, or microwave any sort of fish for lunch.